Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And before we get started, let's have a quick word from our sponsor. We have Laura from Blueprint Test Prep. Hi, Laura. Hello. How are you today? We're doing good. So tell us, what sets Blueprint aside from other test preparation companies? Sure. So I've been teaching for Blueprint for about 10 years now, and I can tell you a few different things that I love love about Blueprint. So first is that I don't think you guys would disagree that the LSAT has the potential to be pretty boring. And one of the things that Blueprint really emphasizes is keeping our students entertained as they learn, which is obviously more interesting for the students. Honestly, it's more interesting for the instructors. And we find that it actually helps students learn better as well. So we find that our students are actually, on average, increasing their scores by 11 points. Um, some other great things about Blueprint are, first of all, that all of our instructors have scored in the 98th percentile or better on a real LSAT. And that's not always the case at all test prep companies. And then the last thing that Blueprint really emphasizes is that we're always innovating I've seen the courses go through tons of changes since I started teaching for Blueprint. We are launching a new course, which is why I'm here to talk to you today. So why don't you tell us about the new Blueprint LSAT test preparation courses that just launched? Sure. So until now, most online LSAT classes have basically been the same format that we used to be teaching in person, just moved over to Zoom. And that worked fine. But Zoom is just a different platform than an in-person course, and it has different capabilities. So we started to really think about what we could do to take advantage of the different features of the Zoom platform to give students an even better experience. And as we thought about that, we developed this entirely new online platform that has an enhanced self-paced course and also an entirely new format of a live course. Very cool. So what makes the self-paced and the live courses so special? We made a bunch of changes to these new courses that we're really excited about. So the first one is that we've developed this amazing study planner, and we're actually the only test prep company to even have something like this. So this study planner is completely personalized. You put in how much time you have to study and when you want to take the test. And the planner creates this custom schedule and also helps keep you accountable by making sure that you're on track with your schedule. 
It also lets you adapt the schedule because obviously things are going to come up. And if you find that you want to repeat a class, you can do that too. And it syncs to your personal calendar so that you can always pull it up on your phone or whatever other device you want. We also have a bunch of advanced analytics with both the live course and the self-paced course. So those are going to help our students find their weaknesses faster, spot patterns in how they're answering questions, and it has the option of creating these custom practice sets. So if you figure out that you want to have some extra practice at a certain question type, it's very, very easy to do that. There are a couple additional innovations that we're rolling out for our new live class. And the first one is what we're thinking of as this flipped class structure. So what happens with a normal LSAT class is that the instructor uses the class time to teach students the basics of the different topics. And then the students go home and do their homework and try to really like solidify those um, skills that they've just been learning. What we're doing with this new class is that we're having our students learn the basics before class. And that lets us use the class time to really drill down into the different nuances of the topics to help them get a better and deeper understanding of the topics. So we're really excited about how that's going to work. The other change that we're making to our live courses is that we're going to be having two instructors in those courses. And the benefit of that is that Obviously, we've all spent a lot of time on Zoom lately, and we know that it's really tough if someone is just talking at you for hours on end. So with the two instructors in the class, that lets it feel more like a conversation between two experts about the LSAT. So that helps keep it more interesting for students. Plus, it helps answer students' questions more effectively. So those are some additional changes that we're making to our live course. The other offering that we have is the self-paced course, which is the kind where you go and just do it on your own schedule. And the main thing that we're really excited about with that is that it's very, very engaging. So the sort of traditional format for LSAT classes is that basically the instructor has a slide deck up and they're sort of talking over the slide deck. So it can be, again, pretty tedious. So what we're doing instead is we have learning modules with these super entertaining videos that have animations and graphics. So first of all, it's more interesting. Secondly, it's actually a better visualization for all these complex concepts. And it's interspersed with quizzes so that the students can make sure that they're understanding everything as they go. Very cool. So how does someone know which one to choose? So if you're someone who's really good at setting aside time to study and at sticking to a schedule, then the self-paced course is probably a really good option for you. However, I know I am not that kind of person. I needed some extra structure when I was studying for the LSAT to help stay accountable. So if you are like me, or if it's really important to you that you can get your questions answered right away, then the live course is probably a better option for you. So what are the price points for both options? We offer options for all sorts of different price points. So we have some monthly options if you are just looking for maybe like one to two months of additional studying. We also have these courses and we have one-on-one -on -one tutoring options for someone who really wants some more one-on-one -on -one contact and some more individual support. Great. So how can someone who's listening today go and enroll in one of the Blueprint Prep courses? You can find us at blueprintlsat.com. 
And there you can try out our new completely customized study planner for free. And you can get more information about how to enroll in the courses if that's something that you want to do. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for chatting about Blueprint with us, Laura. Thank you. Visit blueprintlsat.com for a free trial and more information on how to enroll in a Blueprint test prep LSAT course. So a lot of you have been asking about LSAT prep companies and all things LSAT. And like we've said before, Haley and I are not experts on the LSAT, but we're, you know, honestly, if I took the LSAT now, I probably would have done way better knowing all the things that I could have done, you know? But that being said, I did use Blueprint, my second LSAT round, and they guarantee that you will raise your score if you pay for their services. And my score went up. So, um, but yeah, it, it was great. I did like their lessons. I'm sure it's changed since I've used it. So you guys should definitely check it out. And if you guys see that it works for you, let us know. And also stay tuned for future episodes about LSAT and different things related to that because we have been getting, like Samantha said, questions about what is the best LSAT prep and how to you know navigate it once you took it once and then should I use a different service and things like that. So stay tuned for that this summer, guys. We will have some information for you all. With that being said... Haley and I have officially finished our second year of law school. We're three L's. So that's really exciting. Um, We just finished with exams yesterday. So why don't we tell them a little bit about our 2L exam experience, Haley? So our 2L law exam experience. Well, first I want to say that... We didn't record last night when we were done because we were just like so happy to be done. We didn't want to record, (laughs) but now it's quite early in the morning, the next morning, and we're a little, you know, tired just because I feel like it's like the decompression after a really intense adrenaline rush. Yeah. I really just feel like finals in general has been an adrenaline rush. And a long process, you know, it's basically been a three week process for us because we had a whole week off um, before finals to get prepared and it went by really fast, but at the same time, like really slow. What do you think? Honestly, it was like a blur to me. (laughs) I feel like um, we had like a whole week before our first final. And I guess for me, maybe the pressure wasn't it didn't feel like I was um, being pressured too much to study that first week, you know? And then the pressure started building um, as finals got closer. But, I mean, I think it was a nor- you know, normal time around. I didn't have a panic attack this time. So we're working on my mindset, guys, you know? Um, but, yeah, it was good. I think we studied hard. We are going to be fine. We didn't walk out crying or anything, you know? And that's all you can hope for is just passing. (laughs) I mean, that's the, I mean, especially when you have some exams where you're, you, you know, you actually walk out and you're like, whoa, I don't really know what happened, but everyone else feels the same. Like you're fine. There's a curve. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes. 
Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. And I think it's really important too to just remember that this whole process is just part of it. <laughs> Jumping through hoops to become a lawyer is what law school really is. I also think it's really interesting just now that we finally completed this entire year. We went through an entire year of constitutional law. You know, our first year we went through different subjects towards, um, you know, contracts was the one that we took to both semesters in CivPro, but towards some property too, right? And you see all the 1Ls taking it and you think, wow, that feels like 3,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it was, you know... Last year. Last year. And it's a weird feeling to just see that because, like I said before, the process feels almost like so fast, but at the same time so slow. And I think it really is just because of the amount of information you have to learn and go through that just makes the process, you know, feel like you're learning three years worth of information in one year. And in reality, it's, you know, been one year and we're like, whoa, I'm so tired. So it's also too, I kind of think this is funny how, you you know, the president, whenever they first go in, they have a picture of them Mm -hmm. and they always look like, you know, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then when they graduate, (laughs) when they graduate law school, when they are done with their presidency, they always like have hella wrinkles and like so much gray hair. And I'm thinking like, is that like, is it only better for them because they're older? Like, no, let me give you an example of what law school has done to me. So, um, Gene wise, like my mom doesn't have like any wrinkles naturally yet, you know, so I hope I'm the same. So I've always been really careful with my forehead. I've been really scared to like get lines. Mm -hmm. So I've never really like been too expressive. (laughs) Like, you know, like my mom always told me like, you don't want to have to get work done. Like, you know, take care of your skin, sunscreen, the whole bit. Since I've been in law school, I've noticed I have forehead lines <laughs> yeah, and eye lines a little bit and all that. And I'm like, gosh, my other friends that are 23 aren't having forehead lines at my age. It's just like, you. I feel like you grow up so 
fast. If you haven't grown up yet and you get to law school, you're going to grow up. Yeah. I think at any stage of your life, whether you come at 30, like you're going to grow up too. Like every person changes in some way once they get to law school, whether it's physically or, you know, just mentally changes you. Uh, It just changes your whole life. Think of the most common one, like people's vision, right? Their vision just diminishes Oh, so yeah. quickly. Like, I mean, everybody. Anyone who had 2020 vision no longer has that anymore. It just doesn't survive after law And school. if they say they do, they just probably haven't gotten their eyes checked. They're, they're refusing to accept. Yeah, they're yeah. refusing to accept because I, seriously, everyone wears glasses now. I mean, even yeah. John. No, everyone. And yeah. like, like, you notice it more um, because, you know, people like me, right, have worn glasses and contacts their whole life. So you kind of circle in and out, right? But you notice the people who wear glasses more because they're wearing them all the time because they don't, their eye problems aren't contact necessary. You know, they, they have to wear glasses or their eyes and their head are going to hurt like a mother, you know? I remember telling you guys, um, a while, probably before last semester or this semester, I was like, you guys go get your eyes checked. Yeah. Um, so definitely do that. You know, another PSA, if you're about to go to law school in the fall this summer, get your eyes checked. Um, you know, maybe you don't want to get your eyes checked till after your first semester of law school. I don't know. Up to you, but see how your vision is. But I mean, I think it also too, like, you know, you're supposed to go yearly to see the eye doctor and all that. So, you know, just you saying like, go to the eye doctor. Yeah, definitely do it because, and go see all the doctors, your general physician, and get all that stuff done before taking off or, you know, taking the plunge, shall I say, um, into what law school is because you just really don't have time and time flies. And then when Christmas break rolls around, you have three or four weeks. And in reality, it's not that much time. And we always forget that Christmas, like doctor's offices are so busy and everyone else wants to get in and they're on vacation. So it's like summer is the prime time to schedule all your appointments and just like get everything done. I know that's what I'm having to do because I am turning 26 this year, which means for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, I'm sure you guys do, but um, your insurance slowly starts to dwindle as you get older. You're no longer on your parents' insurance. You have to pay for it yourself or, you know, your employer. And um, yeah, my mom was just like, hey, you know, you're, you're, it's going to be your birthday soon. Like you should get on that. And it was just like, what? Like time flies, you know? And I want to say something too about you mentioning your forehead wrinkles, right? <laughs> so whenever I first graduated and moved to Dallas, I remember, um, all the girls talking about their skin care routines. And I'm pretty sure I told you this, but I'll tell you guys too, that I asked a few of my friends who were just skincare gurus to basically write down their routine. And the whole reason that I even asked them to do this was because I started to notice I had forehead lines and it was very subtle. It was like when you get a sunburn and they just don't go away. And I was like, Oh no, this is why they do this. You know, this is why they care. And ever since then, that's been something I've always watched. Just like you said, you know, like I don't want, um, that's the first sign, right? You know, that's everyone talks about on all the networks, Bravo and E of getting, you know, Botox preventatively. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to have to be me, but it really is moisturizing your skin. I just have to hype that. And staying hydrated internally. That's the big thing. You can moisturize all you want, but if you're not hydrating properly, your skin, like, just trust me, guys. If you're not drinking water, drink water. 
I know all of you are, but for those of you who don't like water, because I've heard of people who do not like drinking water and they, you know, refuse. Yeah. Don't. It's so good for you. Well, and too, like just the whole drinking water thing, right? We always see, like you said, we always see, especially all of us young women reminding ourselves, drink water, drink water, drink water. But it's so true because, and I guess I didn't really think of that because I've always just drank water. I know so many people drink Coke and Diet Coke and tea and that just helps dehydrate coffee. Well, who are we kidding? Coffee and tea, right? Like that just dehydrates you. So you have to, you know, combat that with extra drinking of water. And I think sometimes we forget that. So that's such a good point. You hydrate yourself inside, hydrate yourself outside. And also just know that no matter what your age is, you know, young 20 something, early 30 something, maybe even in your 40s, like all of our skin is and the stress and the cortisol that our body is trying to handle is just really high and we're all in it together the wrinkles are coming (laughs) so i feel like we've done this before and i feel like we should do it again because it's you know the end of a milestone our end of 2l year so what was your high of your year and your low of your year i don't know that's kind of a hard one i think that getting my job that i currently have is a high doing really well on my motion for summary judgment is definitely a high you know first semester it seems like we've been basically saying this whole episode it seems so long ago i definitely think i had more of my low points in second semester when i didn't pass the mpre that was definitely one of my low points and you know i just think i've learned a lot in just the nine months of what 2L consisted of, uh, just about myself and what is needed of me and the work that's required. What about you? I think that my high of this year, or this semester at least, it's not even like school related really. It would be more like figuring out what I do and do not like as career-wise. I think that for me was like a big thing because now I can like finally start honing in on you know, what I actually like doing, which is not criminal, you know? So that was a big one because I was really torn for a while on what I wanted to do. And I think that my internship in criminal law really solidified for now what I like to do. So that was my high, but I also think my low, I feel like my low, lowest at of 2L would probably have been last semester at during finals. That was like my, like, I was not okay then. I was just like feeling not confident about like that first final season, you know, of like being back in grades and all that. This final season, I didn't have that, like, I don't know. I think my mindset just completely changed because I really was telling myself this time, like, it's okay. Like, grades are, it's just like you're, you got a great job. Like all these good things have happened and your grades have had nothing to do with them. And I've really had to remind myself of that. And there's been points during this final season where I catch myself freaking out about, but comparing myself, right? Like, gosh, comparing myself to every single person in this class, that's going to take the test. Where do I fall? Right. And like, I shouldn't be thinking like that. And I caught, caught myself and I was able to like redirect that. And I've noticed that, I don't know if that's because of all the mindset things that we've learned of just like real, you know, that, um, well, you guys haven't listened to this episode yet, but it's coming out soon. And we're going to talk about like literally swatting your thoughts away, um, when they, they just don't serve you. And I've really tried to implement that. And I do think it served me this final season because I, my mental state was so much better, so much better. And I think that's so important. 
you know? I think it's really hard to, as someone who's really stressed out and scared, to listen to people around you, be it in reality, but in reality, that's what you should do because there's absolutely no reason that last semester you should have been scared or stressed. You did really well in summer, right? Like if anyone, if you would have said that aloud probably to anyone, they would have disagreed with you. I think a lot of times we choose not to voice how we feel aloud because as soon as you say it, it doesn't seem as scary. And it can be really scary just in the fact that you don't really know what's going to happen for you and everything like that. But in reality, so many times when you talk to someone on the outside, aka not you, whether that be your partner, a family member, a friend, they tell you like, yeah, it's going to be okay. And I feel like 99% of the times we just don't listen to that and we ignore it. And we think like, yeah, what do you know? But in reality, like that is genuinely the helping hand you need. So stop pushing it away and listen because, you know, if Samantha would have voiced how she felt in, you know, fall exams, that would have been my response, right? You know, look at all this other stuff you've done. Um, you know, why are you so worried about this time? Like, what makes you worried? You know, she, you know, you say your irrational thoughts and then you, you combat them, right? And it wasn't until you had the, that really, really low point that you realized, like, you needed to make a change. And I think most of us have to learn the hard way. And especially just in this profession and who we are. Also, you're very stubborn. So learning the hard way is just the best way you can learn <laughs> because it's you teaching you. And in reality, you you had to realize, okay, this is it, it's so funny because you're you're scared for yourself. You think you can't do it. When in reality, you're the only one holding the power to change the entire mindset that you have. I know. And I think just like... I think it's honestly because we've done so many of these like wellness Wednesdays and stuff that it's really made me change just like the way I view like the law in general, right? Like I don't want law school to be my entire being and I don't want the law to be my entire being and that's the only thing that is worth something in my life, you know, like like something that you guys talked about, about how you talked with your professor, Mm -hmm. your, their professor told them, you know, like. What, ha- what would you do if, like, the law just went away? Like, you know, like, you just couldn't be a lawyer anymore. Like, what would you have left, right? And that's, like, something really that you have to think about when you get entrenched in all this. Like, okay, if law school and the law just, like, went away, what would I be doing? And that made me change my mindset about how I approached law school and thought about law school. Like, okay, this is just, like, something that I'm choosing to do. It's not the end of the world if something doesn't go perfectly, you know? Because at the end of the day, if the law just went away, like there's so much more to life. <laughs> and so that's just what has kind of changed my mindset, you know? Yeah. And think about that was in the middle of the semester when we kind of talked about that. And what he said too was our professor said, you know, not finding your identity and being a lawyer. And you will notice as you guys go out and work that there are people who find their identity in being a judge. Or find their identity and being, you know, a partner at the law firm. And they use that power and they abuse it, right? And first off, red flag right there. (laughs) They're abusing their power. They're, you know, been there too long probably. And it needs a little fresh change. But at the same time, 
they have found their identity in being that part of a lawyer, you know, being the hard ass or, you know, the judge. And it's so true that you really have to think about what would you do if, if all that was taken away tomorrow, right? If you had to do something else and it became a conversation that we had amongst our friends, you know, okay, well, if you couldn't be a lawyer anymore, what would you do? And it's like, wait, what? You know, like that's really hard to think about. And it's kind of like if I had to move to Hawaii (laughs) and I had to hang it all up and do something super, you know, that's for society, as we might say, not that being a lawyer isn't for society, but like a barista, you know, like, is that what I would do? I don't know. Like, would I be a yoga teacher? Like something that makes me happy and that I I enjoy and that I do every day. It's just kind of like you have to think outside the box and learn a little bit more about what you're interested in. And I think that's why so many people um, just from the beginning of our law school career have talked about mindset and mental health. And it's because it does start as a 1L. You know, it really starts out just like, okay, hey, you guys, you're going to walk into this really scary, bad situation. I promise you in this situation, you're going to question everything you've ever done in your entire life. Okay. It's normal. And then from there, you're going to need to push through really hard. And then you're like, okay, so I'm telling this to someone. They're looking at you like, I'm sorry, what? Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. But no one really gets it until they're there, you know? And then you get into well, and we already know the saying, they work you to death, right? And they do. They give you so much work. They ask you to start working, uh, or they expect you to, shall we say. Um, They also, you know, take more harder classes, and, you know, you're starting to do classes that um, not all your peers are in. So it's harder to talk about and just be on the same page as someone else. Sometimes you're just flying by the seat of your pants. And that also, that's where you need that confidence and that mindset. And going back to what you said about all the wellness Wednesdays, like that's why we do it. And I have to say this because I've heard it now, it feels like three times in the past week. And I just feel like this is something that's pointing to me that do as I say, not as I do. And I think that the biggest thing for us too is that like we say all these things to you last semester, we said all these things to you. I've watched Samantha grow right in front of my eyes in the sense of like a mental health being and who you were last semester whenever it was really, really hard. And you thought, oh my God, like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? And in reality you can, and you always can. You can do anything for 20 minutes. You can do anything. You can do anything you set your mind to. And that's why it's so important to like listen to your friends or your your loved ones, right? Because they're seriously there to tell you the truth. And it's so hard because we're so freaking stubborn. We don't want to listen to it, right? We want to be like, no, they don't know what they're, they haven't gone through this. Okay, well, get off your high horse, sis. Okay, and take some advice. And I think that is, that's the one thing I never wanted to hear that I wish I could tell my pre-2L self was like, relax, quit being angry at Colton when he tells you that you're actually doing okay and learn that your best is sometimes your best and that that competitive nature that all of us have is not going anywhere. And that competitive nature also lives within yourself in the sense that when you finish your exams and you finish a semester, you think back of all the things you could have done. That's just the way it is. And I'm here to tell you, including myself, do as I say, not as I do. I need to hear this too. Stop. Stop doing that. 
because you did your best. Move on. Don't look in the back. Don't look behind you. You're not going that way. Keep on pushing forward, you know, because it's so critical that we don't allow our past to bring down our future. Yeah, because it can really turn into a nasty cycle of you thinking about all the things you could have done on an exam or just, you know, during the semester, like, oh shit, I should have read more, you know? Yeah, or, or I should have actually, I should have, I should have started studying earlier. <laughs> I should have not skipped class five times, you know? Yeah, it's but like, you can't live in yeah, what if. Exactly. And I think that's why we also say like, if you're taking exams right now, maybe you're 1L, you've just taken exams or you're about to start taking exams, you know? Don't talk about the exams with your peers afterwards. Even if like you feel okay about the test, don't. you don't. And I mean, I think it's just really important to realize that, okay, as soon as you think you're okay talking about it, you're gonna you're opening up Pandora's box. When I just said to you guys to shut it, shut the box, put it on the shelf and move on. Don't open it back up. You're done. I really, it is a traumatizing experience, final exams. I really believe that. I, all I wanted to do was just cry. I just want to cry. Should should we tell them about corporations? Right? Okay, yeah. And you just want to cry, you know? And you think to yourself, like, it's like you, it's the adrenaline rush and this built up pent of energy that you just like need to release. And like, no one wants to see that, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure some people wouldn't care, right? Your best friends, your loved ones, right? But in reality, at this school, let's say you're walking out of the exam and people start talking about it, you don't know how you're going to react. What if you just burst into tears right there? You know, like, just, let's just give ourselves a second, push through, walk through everybody and go to your car, please. <laughs> yeah. We had one exam this semester where... You know, during the semester, felt rocking. I love the professor, still love him, you know. Um, it was great for corporations class. And we didn't get any practice questions or any practice material from him. And usually professors at least have, you know, an example or two. So we were kind of going in there blind on test format. Well, not blind because we did get to see a past exam but he did tell us that he was going to change the format. We thought from what he said, it sounded like he was going to give us, I don't know, five to 10 multiple choice. Um, and he said that they were going to be very general, you know, doctrine based. Dude, when I say that we opened the exam and it was 41 multiple choice questions and they were all like about the things that I had not focused on. Yeah, that doesn't feel great when that happens. But at the end of the day, when you find out that every single person that took the test felt that way too, you guys are good. (laughs) Because guess what? That's why as much as we hate the curve, that is when the curve works for you guys, when everyone feels that way. Yeah, and I mean, let's say you don't talk about the test, so you don't know, right? The only reason we know that there are a bunch of other people that don't know that we're hating corporations is because beautiful social media, right? And it's funny because it's true when you express yourself on social media. It's just you saying it. No one has to say anything back. But your peers see it and they're like, oh, my God, me too. And I had to comment on one of our classmates and say, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. And she's like, no, seriously, like what the heck? I studied all the wrong things. I didn't even know. I told Samantha that when the proctor said that there was 41 multiple choice, my stomach just dropped. I didn't even know what to do. I think 
And, and, and this is a good learning lesson, right? That mentality that you had from that point, you can't let it get you. I mean, honestly, it's already got you when your stomach dropped. So you, can't do anything you have at to, that point. you have to push through and like really try to, um, keep the right mindset one question at a time trying to go through it. Right. And he totally got us. They were questions that were like, all of these are right or none of these are right. You know? So it wasn't a process of elimination game. We were having to like flip through our statutes and reading everything when in reality, we probably would have just been better set reading that and only reading that study for the entire exam (laughs) because it felt like everything that we needed was right there in front of us. You just had to find it and know where it was. And when it's a time test, it's just really hard to do that. So with all that being said, you you kind of just get in these situations where teachers surprise you, professors surprise you. You can be the most prepared you've ever been and you think in your mind you're the most prepared. In reality, there's always a curveball. And I feel like once we had that curveball, you know, the carpet ripped out from under us. When we went to our next exam, I kind of just expected it. And it wasn't a curveball. And maybe it was to other people because they weren't expecting it. So it's just one of those things that as the process goes along, you learn things and you just kind of adjust and pivot, as people say. But at the same time, you know, like the biggest thing is don't talk about it because it will literally make you wake up and start thinking about it. I mean, already it's been happening to me and that's just because I, and I genuinely choose to not talk about it and, but see people still around me do. So you hear things, right? And it's still, you'll be like, oh damn, should I have done that? And it's just like, stop, stop it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like start talking about something else. Talk talk about a movie. Also, I was thinking about this. This is a total change of the subject as we get to the closing of the episode. But I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking, you know, maybe I should get on. This is so dumb. I mean, I'm not even dumb. This is like nerdy. I don't even know what it is. Dorky. Like, what are conversational topics that I can have with people who are in law school? <laughs> like, you know, like, should I ask them what movies they've been watching and what TV shows they've been watching? What are other things we can talk about? What's new clothes? What can you talk about? Because that's, okay, that's oh, the whole thing with the identity. Maybe we should have a whole, like, identity crisis. No, I've been, I've been really thinking about that. Too, yeah. Because I think, in reality, it's, you know, we, t- we say, do as I say, not mm-hmm. as I do. And, and it goes to the same idea of... We've learned things this whole semester. We're, we're sharing what we've learned. It's our journey. And, you know, this is a chronicle, right? And I think at the same time, that's something that we've learned and that it's as we grow. And it's only going to be better for us. And so many of you guys I know are out there thinking like, wait, I didn't even think about that either. Like my whole identity is being a law student. Like same Dude, same. Me and Samantha looked at each other like, we have the podcast about law school, you guys. Like, yeah, our identity is rooted deep in law school. Like, eventually law school will be over, you know? I mean, that's like something else we have to grapple with. And it's all about thinking about stuff, forward thinking, and, you know, being proactive about it. But at the same time, like, you know, it's all a learning lesson. Sometimes we do just need to go do a quick Google of different topics. And these people that I'm going to hang out with are my family and my friends who have been my friends for a long time. Like, I'm sure that they will just start, you know, talking and like, I will join in. But at the same time, sometimes you feel so isolated. You feel so confused about what real life might be like (laughs) that you just need a quick reminder. So I'm going to validate all of you guys. I might even post some topics on Instagram later this week because as this goes on. Um, But yeah, and I think we'll talk more about identity as we go forward too. 
Yeah, I think identity is definitely something. I mean, you see even lawyers struggle with it as like being a lawyer, you know, as their identity, as Haley mentioned earlier. But yeah, I mean, we are super excited to be done with school. And now we're going to spend the summer working full time. I guess update, haven't told you guys yet because I guess I loved you on a cliffhanger about my interview. Got the job. So that's exciting. Um, so we'll both be working girls. And I think Haley's going to take a class. And we'll be still recording with all our fun guests and just, you know, keeping you guys posted on everything. And we're excited because, you know, the summer is the most active time for ladies who law school, as in you guys are, you know, very active on social media around this time. So we have a lot of fun things planned. Um, we have a lot of ideas coming up now that summer has come and we're going to relax. We are going to get some things done. And uh, that means new merch. So you guys will be the first to know when there's new merch and all of that stuff. And yeah, and as we close the episode, I just want to note one thing that I thought was just great and just kind of really sums up this whole episode of identity and just who you are and finding that. So our last episode was with Molly Palmer freaking love her guys. She's amazing. So she, she reposted our little Instagram post and she made this caption that was just like, wow, I freaking love her because she's just so damn confident that you're like, yes. Okay. We all know we love Elle Woods and we love Legally Bond. Okay. She said that to be called a real life Elle Woods is quite an honor. And it's like, yes, right? Any of us women who get called a real-life Elle Woods, we're like, oh my God, right? Okay. She said, though my signature color is black and not pink, automatically, like you're like, okay, so she's a little different. Despite the fact that she was never a part of a sorority or a country club, she said maybe her and Miss Miss Woods do share some things in common. And I just wanted to harp on that beginning part. It's like, okay, so maybe you're not exactly Elle Woods, right? Maybe you're not blonde. Maybe you don't love pink. And maybe you weren't a part of sorority and you didn't live in Beverly Hills like most of us didn't, right? But she talks about how, you know, her and Elle both have dogs. So many of us have animals, right? And that companionship that we have, I have chills just thinking about it, right? That as much as I would have loved to have a 179, Molly and L had similar LSAT scores, which I freaking knew it. Molly's so freaking smart. And a passion for exonerating and working towards a better legal system and criminal defense, right? You know, whenever you see in Legally Blonde 1, you know, how she gets her off. And it just really opened my mind to the identity, right? Is that so many of us find ourselves wanting to be Elle Woods. And in reality, we are our own version of Elle Woods. And just take that with you guys as you go forward into the summer, whether you're working, taking classes, finishing finals, and just kill it. And for all of you that are going to start law school in the fall... Now's a good time to start. If you're just listening, if this is like the first episode that you've ever listened to, definitely go back and start from the beginning um, because we kind of cover a lot of stuff. Um, So it's definitely valuable if you're a zero L. 
Also, ding, ding, ding announcement. We will be posting um, some summer stuff for you guys, like summer to-do stuff. Um, We have some Amazon lists to make it really easy for you guys to shop for your um, upcoming school year and upcoming summer. So look forward to that on our Instagram. All right, guys, make sure and follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook and join our Facebook group. You know where to find us if you have any questions. Stay safe, guys. Bye. Bye.